0: Hey, welcome to the first Uncomfortable is OK podcast for 2019. I hope you rounded out 2018 in style, uh, whatever that was for you, and that you're ready to get uncomfortable with me in 2019. Today's episode is a little bit different. A while back, I was interviewed by Kevin, one of the owners at Floatwell, float studio here in Wellington for whom I'm an ambassador. So if you're in Wellington and you want to give floating a go, make sure that you check out the guys at Floatwell. Drop my name, you'll get a bit of a discount going on there with that. But as I said, Kevin interviewed me a little bit about floating, a little bit about life, and we've explored quite a few different fascinating topics. And I thought it would would make a reasonably interesting conversation, hopefully for you all as well, to have a listen to. Now, this was just before... Got the ball rolling on Uncomfortable Media and just before my first workshop that I ran here in Wellington back in October. So we do make reference to that a little bit within the interview. But also what's going on for me at the moment is I'm running another Samount workshop here in Wellington on the 26th of January. So, if you're in Wellington, if you want to kick off your year, if you're a bit sick of always setting New Year's resolutions and finding that you just kind of fall over with them after a couple of weeks when things start to get uncomfortable, then this is for you. If you're feeling stuck where you are at the moment and you want to challenge yourself, get outside of your comfort zone, uh, whether you know the direction you want to take or not, that is kind of by the by, then Come along to the Surmount workshop with me. I would love to see you there. I'd love to help you get outside of your comfort zone. Uh, You can still get early bird tickets up until the end of the first week of January at www.surmountcourse.com. That's surmountcourse.com, S-U-R-M-O-U-N-T. I'll link it up as well. So grab your early bird tickets and we'll see you there to get uncomfortable with me in 2019. Really hope you enjoy this one and looking forward to spending another year getting uncomfortable with you all.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for joining in here for another uh, live session with one of our ambassadors on a nice Monday evening. So today we are here with Chris Desmond, he's one of our newer ambassadors and yeah, Chris is a physiotherapist, a local podcaster, and a new dad, so mm. congratulations. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, honored to have Chris join us tonight. A while back, we did a podcast with Chris, so it's yeah, always enjoyable to flip the roles and interview you instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Uh, if I start asking you too many <laughs> questions, I'll just kind of put me back in my place, because I have a nasty habit of doing that sometimes. Yeah perfect
1: well yeah. I'll, I'll try and get through it then so yeah i guess the first thing is tell us about yourself what do you do and
0: yeah cool i do a lot of stuff actually i mean you you probably covered off three of the main roles reasonably well there mate so by day i work as a physiotherapist i work for a company called tdi health and manage a clinic out in mana just north of Porirua. i wear a few different hats there bit of time in the clinic bit of time managing and bit of time doing other stuff and a bit of time kind of out and about in the, in the community as well visiting people for assessments and having chats to them as well and outside of my, my day job as you said I, I host a podcast called Uncomfortable is Okay all about kind of exploring the science, the stories and the strategies of, of getting out of your comfort zone and just trying to sort of share some stories like, like you're and uh, Sam's just to try and make it a little bit easier for other people to get out of their comfort zones because we often uh, just sit there and get quite stuck really and then also a, a husband and a, a new dad which is probably the most exciting most uncomfortable part yeah, of the stuff that sure. I that I'm doing uh, at the moment uh, our wee boy is he's about 5 months old now so it's still kind of very much in the in the figuring in it figuring it out process um probably it's going to be in the figuring it out process for the rest of my life yeah actually 25 years yeah yeah yeah. at least at least and still until he starts sort of being able to make good decisions for himself yeah maybe more than 25 judging by (laughs) how his father went and then yeah dabble in dabble in sort of some amateur athletics and just uh exploring my curiosity with other other fun things as well yeah for sure cool
1: it was a few months ago, eight months ago that we first did
0: your podcast or something. Yeah, that it was time? probably I think it was at the start of the year, yeah. wasn't it? So it kind of came out I think early January. So yeah, about nine months ago now, which is which is a wee while. Yeah. That was a very uncomfortable experience for us too. So it just fits yeah, so well yeah.
1: with what you do and what we do and just putting yourself out there all the time, so Yeah,
0: it was it was nice actually, and it was great to it was great to talk to you and Sam and I could definitely see the discomfort that you came into the yeah. conversation with. But as as we kept chatting, I think you hopefully you became more comfortable as we kind of talked through things. And I just remember you saying to me afterwards that you weren't overly keen on coming down to do it to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> and then I think you I think you thanked me afterwards, saying yeah. actually that wasn't as it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's
1: easy when you have a good interviewer and people to engage you enough. So yeah, yeah. So how did you hear first hear about floating was it just through us reaching out to you or did you he actually hear about floating elsewhere
0: kind of my first real discovery of, of floating was was through you and sam and reaching out but i, I had kind of an awareness of you guys beforehand i think uh, i'd heard about floating on a few different podcasts and uh actually no i think the first time i heard about floating i was on a rugby tour in mm. the uk as the, as a physiotherapist there and One of the guys in the team was going down to do recovery floats and everyone else, like this was a university's team and everyone else in the team just took the absolute mickey out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Like 22, 21, 22 year old rugby, rugby heads. Yeah. Um, And so it kind of first came on my radar then and then just sort of kind of build momentum as, as I was listening to to more and more podcasts until it uh, kind of culminated in meeting you guys. Yeah yeah it's uh,
1: definitely prevalent in some of the major podcasts that's where we kind of mm. started hearing it through yeah yeah Joe rogan tim ferris and all that yeah. so um yeah if you've listened to any of those guys you'd know all about floating by now see so. yes, yeah rogan's got his own tank doesn't he in yeah. his house yeah, yeah yeah it's sweet that it's was that long. was our goal but yeah. um, it was a little bit hard to just buy a tank um flat mm. out so kind of mm, made it mm. into a business model and try to yeah give floating to the, the community as much as we can but yeah, you've obviously had a few floats with us. Uh, what was your first experience like with us?
0: My first experience actually was a little bit, it was a wee bit nerve-wracking actually, because I didn't really know what to, to make of it. Um, I, came, I, I rocked up and I don't think either of you guys were here either actually. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's all right. I just, uh, I came in and can't remember the guy's name. It was one of the young dudes. Um, and he so he took me through things and he's very he's very professional with, with all the stuff and then we got to the point where he said what sort of music do you want to listen to I said like, I don't I don't know do you have any recommendations and he's like well actually I'm a music student at NASA. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been okay. putting together these demo tracks I was like give me one of them and just gave me this amazing guitar music actually yeah so it was yeah it was it was very interesting I wasn't really sure what to expect and i think i came in probably with not too well maybe with some expectations i didn't think i'd kind of walk out of here like really zened out after the first go but i thought i'd probably be a little bit more relaxed um but jumping in the tank was to start with was a little bit weird took me ages to kind of figure out how to turn the light off as well because i I was just kind of disco lighting with this guitar music going for, (laughs) for a wee bit the first time around as I kind of tried to float there and push the push the light off and uh, like I didn't obviously wasn't doing it fast enough or got it on the wrong angle and I just ended up just kind of bumping across out of the tap to the other side of the tank so that was that was kind of an interesting start to it and then my head was kind of going everywhere as well so I ended up grabbing the, uh, the little flotation pillow yeah. for that just to try and sort of center like myself in the tank a wee bit so I wasn't floundering yeah, around too much and then I, I think kind of after after that like one of the things that first really struck me with it was the fact that my mind was just going all over the place as well and mm-hmm. that in that first one and that was that was probably something that I kind of expected as well yeah but I was just kind of lying there in the... You, you lie there in the dark and uh, your mind just sort of races around everywhere. And I don't remember what I was thinking about on that on that first float. I think most of it was probably just sort of inane rubbish that actually I probably didn't need to do yep. at all or I should kind of delegate to someone else to do. <laughs> I've just been yeah, kind of looking at that sort of Eisenhower matrix of what is it urgent and important yeah uh important non-urgent urgent urgent, not important and not important uh not urgent and i think but most of the stuff that was filling my mind was in those in those bottom two two spheres to to start with but it's just kind of so pervasive and so wrapped up in my head that it's like um it's kind of like junk food for your brain eh? yeah it's just you, you put all of that rubbish in and it just kind of floats around in there as well. Yeah. Um, That's... It was getting kind of... Kind of weird. But then... I was probably like that for about half an hour. And then I I don't know kind of exactly what happened. And I can't remember if it was just sort of a a slow drop-off or it was all of a sudden all of that rubbish that was fizzing around in my head just stopped. And I just kind of lay there. And I think I was probably like that for about 10 minutes just kind of with nothing going on and it went quite fast obviously because there was nothing nothing happening and i I wasn't sort of super aware of of anything um and then sort of just came out the came out the other side when the music came back on and uh those thoughts started up again but much more slowly than than what they were like for that first half an hour yeah yeah so that was uh and then yeah it got out and washed all the washed all the salt off and I had a luxurious shower and yeah. there's in the showers here they're fantastic
1: yeah and i think i was
0: here after you got out and we were caught up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think so mm-hmm. yeah maybe it was my second one actually that the, the guy suggested the guitar music good guitar music anyway yeah can't remember what what it was called
1: yeah, yeah, we actually um, did a little revamp of our music, and Michael's been putting some of those on. So oh, nice. Yeah, nice we'll off. have those more for people. But cool. yeah, I guess that's a typical description of a first time float. Like the first half hour is just trying to figure out how to interact with your environment, <laughs> bobbing around off the, yeah, yeah, the just, tank. You know, yeah. First time in space, you're going to yeah. be a little bit clumsy. And yeah, the settling of the mind takes a little mm. bit at first. The amount of stimulation we take on a day to day. You know look at a phone running around traffic being in traffic drinking coffee just work 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 mm. just take all that stimulation in yeah putting yourself in an environment like a float tank and sitting there with no stimulation at all you can imagine that that engine still running and it just keeps going and then realizes do I need to do anything and then yeah mm. some me too sometimes 30 minutes in that just that engine slows down and shuts off and then you just go into a deep relaxing state and then as soon as the music comes back and got to slowly chug along and start coming back awake and like figure out how to get back into reality and process stuff again. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a really interesting point as well. Like the amount of information that you can put in your head now, and this is kind of ironic in the fact that I have a podcast and you can listen to podcasts when yeah. you're going and doing <laughs> inane stuff, and there's information coming in your head. But I think like that's so. There's so much information out there, and there, with, there's so many conflicting kind of draws on our attention that there's always kind of some information or some stimulus coming in, and it's quite a unique time in history that we're living in. In the moment, that there is just this much information, and there's only going to be more. that comes out as well so it's kind of figuring out how to yeah how to switch off how to pull back from that amount of that amount of stimulus that we're getting and because we're we're not really evolved to be stimulated that frequently all the time like when you were kind of our our ancient ancestors like there's always kind of input and there's always sort of data coming in but it's like, uh, oh yeah, that hill's this far away or there are some animals over there that are, that are going that way. It's not like oh, how do I fit all of this into this Eisenhower matrix and uh, yeah. <laughs> figure out what I need to do and what I don't need to do oh, and there's some shiny things over there yeah. as well. I think um, obviously floating's a, floating's a great part of kind of, almost like a de-stimulation of yourself i think yeah um and in a in a way that like it, it it's great that you kind of take yourself away to do it because if you just sit in your own environment then you've still got all the stimulation going on around you yeah definitely whereas if you if you're coming down here or if you're going to another um float tank or what did I hear someone say put on some earplugs put on, a, on an eye mask and get in a sleeping bag yeah um, oh. yeah yeah depends on how hot it is but yeah. Um, yeah just kind of decrease the sensation decrease the stimulation on yourself so that you can try and slow down and, and figure things out
1: yeah it's, mm. um,
0: it's definitely a trick it gets harder and
1: harder and I think that's why I like the float tank is because you know it's dedicated you time you can put mm. the phone away yeah it's not right there within reach sometimes when you're meditating at home or something trying to do that and you hear that ding go off should I check it no I shouldn't check no all right I'll leave it alone. so it's like you're constantly <laughs> playing that battle so yeah, here yeah. you can just you know get rid of everything and um, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. So great yourself from that. Mm. Mm. Or the dog comes up and licks <laughs> your face while you're, you're like, "Oh, really?" We have had a shop dog here once or twice,
0: but uh, none in the float room, none on so, the tanks. No yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. It's like trying to do some yoga at uh, at home uh, and the and the dog joins in. Yeah. But most of the time, it's trying to lick you in the ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're still getting a few floats in, even though you're a new father. Uh, how often are you floating?
0: That's a good question. I probably need to book another one in actually it's been a little while but uh, probably on about a monthly basis yep. at the moment and it's um i think as you, as you said it it's dedicated new time which tends to be what kind of falls by the wayside when we get busy as well is that um like there's lots of there's lots of stuff on and uh i mean i have a reasonably full schedule yeah so it's just yeah trying to to find that time for the do the self care to to fill my own cup um and i think for my schedule at the moment a month works probably about right that i don't feel like i'm shirking my responsibilities as a as a father (laughs) and a husband too much by, by coming down and doing that then but also it's kind of not so far not so far apart that um Kind of, I like don't sort of build on on top of the last float that I've that I've had. Yeah. Uh, I'm not right. Sort of like trying to just start again. Yeah, forgetting yeah. what the lights and what buttons are. And- yeah, yeah, and I think even with uh, <laughs> part of it's kind of that bringing everything back down as well, and it's it's training yourself to do that. Yeah, because you're training yourself like all day, every day. You're training yourself to take in information. Yeah, so you almost need to retrain yourself. To stop taking in information as well. Really so if you point, don't, yeah. if you're not doing, if you're not working on that on a regular basis, then that that other side just kind of ramps up. It's like it's like you're sitting at a desk all day at work. Mm-hmm. That sort of half an hour of intensive, uh, high intensity interval training isn't going to make up for your eight hours sitting at a desk. Yeah, you need to be kind of doing doing stuff regularly to. Uh, kind of counteract the way that you're training your body yeah and your mind
1: yeah i've actually found that uh, a lot if i go kind of weeks and weeks without getting in there that it almost feels like i'm getting get more and more cluttered and more and more stuff is happening and mm. then more resistance to wanting to kind of take myself out of that kind of is created so it's almost like you gotta clear the rubbish and yeah you take on so much more information but like you said you need to find uh time also to get rid of some stuff and learn how to shut it off so mm. yeah scheduling regular kind of floats like monthly or whatever you can just trains you to also put a stop take out information and then almost restart again so you can take on more information so it yeah, just feels yeah. like it's cl- cleaning out the rubbish um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah 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 it so it'd be like the filter on the float tanks yeah exactly So you are like oh
0: this is a bit of, a bit of here in on this one right? yeah <laughs> nothing too gross in there nothing too <laughs> gross um,
1: how have your floats changed and evolved over the time yeah you've noticed kind of an improvement with how you've entered and got in and, and dealt with stuff
0: yeah yeah I think I think so I mean I've been I haven't floated uh, a whole heap so I haven't got into a, a massive routine with it so there's still kind of a little bit up and up and down uh, in terms of what, what happens there but I mean, I've had some floats where I'll come in, I'll get in, the musical stop, and then it's the end of the float. And there's kind of pockets of awareness in there at times. Um, but also there's kind of other parts where I'm just sort of lying there and all of a sudden I think, am I still breathing? <laughs> and like, i like have to force myself to breathe and i'm like oh yeah, yeah i am yeah <laughs> that just kind of uh you get to the point where yeah you're, you're just so so relaxed with things that um yeah you're, you're not quite sure what's what's happening with it um and in fairness that was just after my son was born so i was probably a little bit sleep deprived at the time so i don't know if that will uh if I'll kind of get to that, am I breathing point again? I, I can say you probably will. Cause I yeah, sometimes yeah. fall
1: into that trap okay. and I've been yeah. doing it for three, three and a half years now. So yeah, 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 that's always, uh, I find the most still I can get is when I've stopped breathing and I'm like, mm. this is getting real good. And then we're like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not breathing. <laughs> that's why I'm so still yeah. and everything's calm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, those are good, good parts. If only you can figure out a way to be that still and calm mm. all the time.
0: Hmm. And like another way that my floats have evolved is kind of the, the approach that I take to them now mm-hmm. as well yeah. and, and not every time do I do this but sometimes I'll kind of come into the tank and come into the float and just sort of think about hey what a what's something that is bothering me at the moment or what's something that I kind of I've got all this information floating around in my head pardon the pun um, how do I kind of distill it? How do I get clarity on it to actually get a, a, a good outcome about uh, what it is that I that I want from here? Probably one of the, the kind of the more, more recent examples actually was thinking about how I want to show up as a dad. Mm. Kind of how do I? What values do I want to instill uh, in my son? And kind of how do I go about trying to instill them? and this has been this had been something that had sort of been sitting sitting there for weeks and just kind of going around and around and around and just yeah got into the tank the music stopped and five minutes later i knew and i was like ah okay that was easy what do i do for the rest of the flight? and then so i just stopped breathing um but no it was um yeah, kind of. It, it came to me reasonably, reasonably quickly, and I don't know if it's worthwhile. And I'm talking about sort of what it, what it was, and how I wanted to, the the values that I want to instill. And yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think that that kind of the big ones for me, and it, that sort of overarching ones were, were kindness, being a, a kind person, being a curious person. Yeah. So being able to explore your explore your curiosity. And have sort of an openness to to ideas and opinions and, and ways of doing things, and courage as well to follow through on your curiosity, and um, but also to kind of stand up when you think things are wrong. Yeah. Um, but also to have courage to confront yourself as well when the things that you are doing. Of aren't lining up with the with the way that you want to live, and I think that was kind of the. They were the three big things, and I thought if he can do that, if he, if that's how he goes and lives his life, then he's going to do pretty well yeah. with it. Yeah. Just with with those three, and it's kind of got a nice sort of consonance consonants running uh, through it: kindness, courage, and curiosity. Yeah. Um, and then kind of worrying about, oh, how do I how do I instill these values into him? Oh, that, was the, that was the easiest answer, actually, that, that came to me. It was like, I just have to live like that. Yeah. And I have to kind of be the example for him yeah, to, to do that. Because it doesn't particularly matter. Well, it matters what I say, but it doesn't matter nearly as much as what I do. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it's always easy to lead by
1: example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I find stuff like that really can... I guess in the tank you're so much more aware of your body as well Mm. and mental state um, that you not only just think about things and it pops up you can also kind of feel things a little bit easier yeah Um, so when it actually feels like that resonates with you internally you notice it a lot Mm. more Mm. whereas maybe day to day you know you clothing on you you're running around you don't really have that same connection with maybe body and mental the tank i do i do have a lot of those um yeah experiences myself where you're just oh yeah okay so that's what it actually feels like or this is what really resonates you know deep down and it's yeah you can come up with those um kind of conclusions real quickly in there i find yeah yeah yeah, exactly
0: and i think that's a like that's a a massive part of it is that and like we talked about before there's so much information coming in that it's really hard to have an awareness of your body yeah (laughs) So you don't kind of feel what's happening there physically that yeah. we've kind of we've got to this point where our brain and our body have been separated and they're two yeah. distinct things that are separate from each other that you kind of I mean there's a lot of talk about mental health at the moment um, and that's got a real negative connotation to it as mental, yeah. m- mental health um, but when you talk about physical health that's got quite a positive connotation to it but they're all they're they're very much intertwined and they're very much uh, kind of wrapped up together and I mean what you what you're thinking affects your body and affects the way that you're kind of doing things and where you're holding tension Um, like people that are in people that are in pain are a great example that like pain in pain in their body affects their mind it starts kind of spinning around and around and around and I mean people that have had an injury but have a whole lot of other stuff other stresses going on in their life at the same time often experience that pain in, with a lot more intensity than someone that just sits on the couch and watches Netflix Yeah. because this, they are so intertwined Yeah. and yeah that's a, a great point that you, that you make about kind of switching switching off the inputs so that you can figure out actually what is yeah. happening in my body here yeah mm. yeah you really
1: um yeah can pay acute attention to all that stuff which is yeah just a great great space for it so so three tips what are some tips then if you're thinking of telling someone about floating obviously you have a big, big one with
0: your yeah i mean i think if you if you are coming into the tank with kind of something that you want to think about and something that you want to sort of get a bit of clarity on. Probably the big thing is to actually just be open to where it goes. Yeah. That, like, there's been times that I've come in and I'm I'm thinking about stuff and you're just kind of lying there floating and you you suddenly become aware and you think, how the hell did I end up here? (laughs) And it's way off from where you started and way off from where you thought you'd end up, but then you sort of drop back into it and all of a sudden you kind of, weave your way back around to the endpoint so I think that's a that's probably a big tip is, is to be open to the be open to the possibility and be open to kind of where it where it takes you um yeah but another tip is is probably don't come in with try not to come in with with heaps of expectations around what's going to happen um like I've walked out of the tank and just felt incredible sometimes like just no tension left in my body. It's like just a, a, ridiculously amazing massage. That like, and almost turn my head all the way behind me, <laughs> like, like, that a, like that kid on the Exorcist. Day. But then other times that hasn't happened for me. Yeah. but it's like I've come out feeling better, but it yeah, it, it hasn't been to been to that same extent. And I've talked to other people about floating, and some of them have just said. I've actually had to get out sometimes because the things that i was going through were were too confronting yeah um i haven't had that happen to me yet um it might, might be something that happens in the future but i think if you're if you don't have expectations it's much easier to deal with that yeah. um than if you're expect expecting to kind of come out and there just be sort of unicorns and butterflies and rainbows and everything be be rosy yeah because sometimes hard stuff is going to come up for you definitely and one tip actually that i heard this is a much more practical tip um, much more real sort of stuff that you can apply is to the, sh- the shower that you have beforehand have a cold shower yeah because then when you get into the tank actually you feel warm definitely yeah and you will kind of slowly warm back up yeah 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 and it took me a few flights to uh, until i heard that yeah and it's much more comfortable yeah for people that uh, do feel the cold and a that yeah get the salt off
1: uh, and i think one other good tip would be being uncomfortable is okay obviously
0: yeah 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 Ex- yeah hang, hang out with that discomfort yeah um yeah
1: yeah sometimes it can be uncomfortable if you do have a lot of things that you um find confronting and we've had a lot of members and people float that said, um, you know, they spent an hour in there and it felt like a you know year of therapy, and they worked through a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes they let out a lot of emotion, but um, that's fine.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a, your space and you can do that. So, do you? Um, um, like this. Uh, sorry, this is me asking you questions. No, but absolutely. like, do you walk down the hallway sometimes and you just hear people in there screaming? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they're pretty um, pretty well sound food. But okay. <laughs> I myself
1: I myself have sometimes done that. Um yeah. late at night you'll just kinda of yell let out a little bellow or scream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of you know, howl at the moon sort of yeah. thing. Okay. Just yeah. Whatever you need to let out, let out. It's your space. Um but uh, yeah, no funny mishaps like that where I've heard heard those kind of things,
0: but um, mm. Any any real funny mishaps with you though with your floats or nothing nothing too funny I don't think um I mean it's just the it's the struggles with the light at yeah. the start um and then yeah my my first float like every three seconds I think I was just so fidgety that I was bouncing off every wall and uh, I'd kind of push off one and then I'd end up hitting the other and then I'd go off that and come back over here and I think that's that's kind of been the been the funniest for me like what's a good well, what sort of funny mishaps do you guys have here
1: uh, we haven't had a few we've had um, yeah people pop off the strut and need us to kind of sneak in there and they're naked and put something back on or <laughs> you know lights is a common thing and yes. people kind of get turned around and then don't realize they're on the other end of the pod and <laughs> are these quite short people one of them wasn't no one really? of them was uh, a good friend of ours and, yeah um, but yeah, N- nothing crazy, but um, how did they just, do that? I don't know. So you just get so sometimes disoriented, and you feel like you're spinning. That yeah, maybe you're just doing little balls, doing some yoga in there. Maybe yeah. yeah.
0: I don't. Like, I'm just thinking. I don't know if I could lie lengthways across the tank. Yeah. Without so my head at one end. I, yeah. I've never done it. I.
1: Mm. So. I guess. It's, it's a fun. challenge for my next. It flight is, It is a challenge. <laughs> Give it a go. See if yeah. it works out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Man. I guess. Finally, uh, we just want to yeah, promote a bit of what you're doing and your mm. ambassador code. Um, and yeah, tell us a bit more about this big little uh, thing you going on in October. So yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, my ambassador code is Chris. So if you come in and, and use that here, you'll, you'll get a great discount. Um, but I've been working on uncomfortable is okay for kind of the last two and a half years now and it sort of started out as a bit of an uncomfortable project for me to sort of step me outside my comfort zone um, but to also kind of learn a little bit more about about comfort zones in a way and about how other people kind of go about taking on challenges and sort of get out of out of it, a little bit of a rut that they've got themselves stuck in or just kind of try to, to change direction and um, I think tomorrow yeah tomorrow episode 114 is, is coming out um, I mean the podcast had has had tens of thousands of downloads so I've kind of proved to myself that it's that yeah. I can do it yeah. so it's kind of got to the point actually where it's it's not overly uncomfortable yeah. for me anymore which isn't really the point of it but it's also got to the point where i've talked to all of these amazing people like like yourself and um uh and yeah just heaps of heaps of fantastic interesting people about kind of the strategies that they use and the stories that they have about getting out of their comfort zones so that i feel i need to give more back mm. to people um and one of the one of the ways that I was um, I'm doing that uh, is running a, a live workshop in Wellington uh, on the 13th of October. Um, I've called it Surmount um, because it's about overcoming challenges and kind of getting to the getting to the top of the hill. Um, it's a working title, so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see if that's uh, if that's what it's what it stick uh, sticks as. But it's really for people that uh, are a little bit stuck at the moment, um, and that might be that they're just kind of stuck in, in, a, in a rut, they're just sort of stuck in the drift of life at the moment, um, they're going on without too much direction, kind of living a reasonably comfortable life, but who know that actually this isn't the way that I want to be living my life, I want to be doing something different but i don't know i don't know what and i don't know how um or it may be for for people that are a bit stuck that actually they they've got an idea about stuff that they want to be doing um but they just can't overcome that initial discomfort of of getting them to that so that's kind of the, the predominant people that that should come to the uh come to the workshop if they uh if they feel that they they would benefit from it, but um, in essence, it's, it's about uh, understanding your comfort zone, where, where your comfort zone lies, identifying a, a place to strategically get out of your comfort zone. I mean, you could go out, I, I like to think of your comfort zone as a bit of a circle. Most people have think, seen that, kind of comfort zone's here, the magic is up here. Yeah. You got that comfort zone circle if you kind of go off in that direction, you're going away yeah. from where that magic sits. So strategically identifying where you want to get out of your comfort zone, uh, setting up a pathway to do that, so planning to succeed, but more importantly, planning for the obstacles and the uncomfortable things that are going to get in your way yeah. as you do that. and uh, working on some strategies that I've I've learnt uh, from all the people that I've talked to. That hey, this is what we're going to put in place uh, when this happens or if this happens, and kind of working on a as well as the working on the plan to succeed, working on the plan not to fail yep. and to keep on going as you as you do that. Um, and there are obviously a few other things in there. Um, there's a bit about building a community and also uh, when and how to change direction should yeah. you need to as well. So that's, uh, that's on in Wellington on the 13th of October. Um, you can grab tickets from, uh, if you go to surmountcourse.com, S-U-R-M-O-U-N-T, uh, course.com and yeah yeah as well as as well as the workshop you guys are uh are on board too uh with a couple of floats uh which i think will be will be really really valuable and that's kind of one of the one of the reasons that i approached you about it to start with was that again just kind of the clarity of your thinking that you get from coming in into the tank that if you're struggling with some of this the stuff that we work through um that coming in here, spending some time, just sort of really sort of hones, hones your ideas. But also if you're, if you're getting worked up and you're getting a bit uncomfortable, sometimes it can bring you back down and and chill things out. So, uh, having a couple of floats to go alongside Mm -mm. the workshop, I think is going to be, is going to be valuable. Um, and then as well as the people that come to the workshop, uh, also get uh, access to the, uh, the online uncomfortable community where we do some kind of uh, ongoing training about strategies and habits or or strategies and and hacks to help you continue to get outside of your comfort zone as you you work through the plan that we put in place. Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, So it'll be be fun, it'll be uncomfortable for me, which is what it's all about as well. I
1: imagine that's the biggest driving force kind of wanting to challenge yourself and do something different.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's kind of where... That's what lights me up is when I'm, I'm challenging myself and when I'm uh, stepping outside of my comfort zone. <clears throat> and there was, there was quite a big period of my 20s where I wasn't doing that. And I wasn't a very sort of... I wasn't a very happy, I wasn't a very healthy person at the time and I wasn't really that fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But kind of figuring out the, the importance of getting out of my comfort zone has... Kind of led me down this route, and uh, obviously it's uncomfortable. But I get to choose the kind of discomfort that I have. It's the discomfort around taking on a challenge that I want to go and achieve, or learning a new skill, rather than the discomfort of sitting on the couch, living the same day over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, kind of knowing that there's more out there, but not knowing how to go about go out and getting it, yep mm. exciting very much yep
1: um, cool and with that um, we'll we'll probably post all the links um, whether it's yeah. maybe attached to this video or probably also share um, everything that you have going on and you can also check out all the information regarding Chris's new project and check out his podcast mm. um, I think
0: episode 90 is the one with you and Sam yep yeah yeah
1: check that one out or don't whatever after you <laughs> it was good it was good
0: <laughs> we got to do another one though i quite enjoyed it yeah, yeah definitely Even
1: this is kind of like a little podcast right now
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well we're recording recording this as well so yeah. hopefully that hasn't just missed the audio <laughs> or it has well, a little bit
1: we'll we'll wrap it up then um so yeah thanks everyone and um we'll stay in touch
0: thank you facebook There you have it team. I hope you enjoyed that chat with myself and with Kevin. Sorry if I was a little bit long winded on some of my answers there. It's always fascinating going deep with people who ask you interesting questions and just being able to, to explore topics and, and talk around points of view. As I said at the start, if you guys want to test out floating, you're in Wellington. Make sure to head along and see the guys at Floatwell. They're amazing. They'll give you a fantastic experience. Hopefully I sold it in that chat. Drop my name. They will give you a discount. But for all of you who are looking to... Get a little bit of help getting outside of your comfort zone, whether you're finding it difficult to stick to uncomfortable New Year's resolutions, whether it's you're stuck at the moment, you wanna you wanna challenge yourself a bit more, whether it's you you just want to step outside yourself a little bit more in 2019. Come along to the Surmount Workshop. Uh, you can grab your Early bird tickets at the moment, surmountcourse.com. That's surmountcourse.com, S-U-R-M-O-U-N-T, course.com. Here in Wellington on the 26th of January. Really looking forward to seeing you there and helping you get outside of your comfort zone in 2019. Thank you, as always, Jylan, your amazing editing job. Thank you to my brother, Jeremy Desmond, for your amazing theme music. Thank you especially to all you amazing listeners for sharing the, the time with myself and my guests week in, week out. It means a whole lot that you choose to spend some time getting uncomfortable with me and I'm looking forward to getting uncomfortable more with you over the course of the year.